0: Hey, it's Travis with the Side Stage Show. Join me every Thursday, noon to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on 95.9 KRFF, heard throughout the Fargo-Moorhead area. You can also tune in online from anywhere at RadioFreeFargo.org for tunes, guests, interviews, even local community happenings. You can also check out the replay of our interviews on Spotify, iHeartMedia, iTunes, Buzzsprout, and more check out the side stage show with travis tune in turn up and jam out I think we can all agree that uh, this year, besides, well, leaning and relying on music, we also need the laughs, you guys. We need to keep on having some fun. With us here, she's a St. Paul, Minnesota comedian. She's also a 2018-19 co-producer of the People of Comedy Showcase. Not only that, a 2019 semi-finalist, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy contest, Elise Cole. Elise, how are you? I'm great. Thanks Thanks. for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, We appreciate you coming down. I know I asked you off to air, but uh, for those of us here in Fargo who haven't been down Minneapolis, St. Paul in a while. It's still kind of a war zone. How's it looking down there?
1: It looks like a lot of the people have kind of cleared out, but the damage is is still done. Lake Street, especially in Minneapolis, was sort of the epicenter of everything, and right. there are just holes in the ground where buildings that were burnt down.
0: Oh my gosh! Been- How were you feeling and handling this when it was all happening? I mean, were you actually living close by where all this was going on? Sort of.
1: I lived just a few blocks south of the Midway area in St. Paul, okay. which was Snelling and University. That was one of the locations where like Big Top Liquor and Target and a few of those places had some some extensive damage. Wow, and it was strange hearing like flashbangs and sirens yeah. and gunshots for like a week straight and then we were on an 8 p.m. curfew for a few days. Wow. And
0: have you been to Fargo before?
1: I have but mostly they've been very brief stops. I actually did a show here about a year and a half ago at the Fargo Brewing Company. Oh cool. Yeah but cool. I have never played Bar 9 before. I'm excited because Bar 9 has a great reputation for being a good place to have A comedy show. It
0: really does. Good folks over there at Bar 9. You know, if we aren't already a society who gets a little offended by everything, now (laughs) it seems like this year it's a little worse. So how do you prepare your material going, I don't know if I can say that without people getting a little bent out of shape?
1: It's funny. I think you never know which groups are going to get bent out of shape By what? So I kind (laughs) of just have to be able to roll with the punches. And I don't, I never set out to do anything really political or divisive. I mostly talk about my life. And most of my life is being at home with my four-year-old, my now four-year-old. Right.
0: So what did you do with your time during the pandemic?
1: I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was going to have an opportunity to write any material. But I think when you talk about your life, it kind of writes itself. Uh, Like I was stuck at home with a toddler for four months. (laughs) There's material. Yeah, there were some gems that came out of that that because uh, they're so curious and they're so inquisitive and I actually was um, I'm in grad school and I'm finishing up oh. my last four credits oh wow! so I was like working on a thesis while being a part-time stay-at-home mom while, right. well full-time stay-at-home mom while he didn't have
0: daycare right and then also thinking
1: how am I gonna get back into comedy so
0: well we're glad you hear it is this your first show back since the pandemic or have you been able to do a couple yet
1: I did do a few shows the house of comedy at the mall of America in Bloomington has okay. been open for about a month okay. and what's great is It's such a large club that even at partial capacity, we could still get a lot of people in the room. Um, They were spaced out, which can make it difficult um, to kind of engage with audience members. But I think for the most part, people, they do need to laugh. And they're so happy to be able to go out and to have somebody make them laugh that the comedy shows I've done since we were kind of allowed back out of the house, have been really nice. They've been really fun.
0: So is there anything special that you needed to do to prepare for a Fargo show? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you didn't know this about us, uh, we've been in the top 10 list of America's drunkest cities per capita (laughs) for at least the last handful of years. So we're ready for a good time.
1: I actually had not heard that because being (laughs) so close to Wisconsin and the Twin Cities, that's usually where we focus all of our attention on the drunks. It's like, oh, that's Wisconsin for sure. (laughs)
0: Everyone is at least two Deweys. I want to know what led you into comedy. For me, radio, I got into this because I wanted the free Bud Light poncho and the loss of hearing. (laughs) But what got you into stand-up comedy?
1: I actually grew up on stand-up. My dad had a love of comedy. And so when I was little, we had um, a turntable and a very small vinyl collection. And 50% of what was in there was stand-up comedy. So I grew up with these records. Steve Martin. um, Yeah. Yeah. George Carlin, Bill Cosby. And so I knew these full, you know, 60-minute albums by heart by the time I was like eight years old. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And then my dad would rent like Eddie Murphy or, you know, Dan Aykroyd's Best of SNL on VHS and we would watch it at home. And so... I, it was like all I ever wanted to do. Right. It was all I ever wanted to be.
0: In comedy right now, do you feel like it's pretty even? Or do you feel like as a woman, we still need to see more ground covered with, with females in comedy?
1: You know, it's, it's hard to say. What's interesting to me is the newer comics. So I would say people who have been doing this for two years or less. There's right. a very even representation of young women versus young men. Okay. But the longer that comics have been doing this and the more seasoned... They are, like, for lack of a better term, for tiers of comedy, the higher up you go, it seems like the less women there are. Right. And it could just be because there haven't been as many. I mean, I don't know. I'm still kind of new. Right. But it gives me a lot of hope to see at every open mic, like just as many 22-year-old women coming in as there are 22-year-old men.
0: I love it. So that actually brings up a good point. What would you say to those who are thinking about getting into comedy based on what you've already learned in your experience?
1: Well, what's so funny is when it works, I'm not doing it to make them laugh. It's like, I have to talk about this stuff because I just need to get it off my (laughs) chest. If you laugh great but I'm here for me right and that sort of I think frees people to react or respond when it's authentic to them right but everybody has seen a comic that like does a terrible punchline and then waits (laughs) for the laughter or the applause and it's so uncomfortable right And so it really is like, I just want to get up there and unload. And usually people laugh.
0: Have you been doing anything like virtually as far as doing shows through the pandemic?
1: I did do a couple of uh, one Instagram live streaming sort of showcase. It was like a cross between like an open mic and uh, like a late night TV show. It was Ali Sultan did that for a couple of weeks. Okay. And it was really fun, but it was different because instead of hearing laughs, you could just see the floating emojis at the bottom of the screen. Right. So it was like, okay, people are reacting to that line. Like take a little note, that one worked. (laughs) And then I did do an open mic. So I think it was just 11 of us comics there might have been one viewer that wasn't a comedian right but then we kind of hung out afterward and talked about what we'd been writing and it made me realize how much i really missed this community of writers right does heckling still happen kind of yeah i had one guy i did a show at um a casino somewhere in minnesota i don't even remember which one it was And it was my job as the MC of that show to kind of get the audience warmed up. Right. And so the person who booked it had all these announcements they wanted me to do, and he told me to do them up top, so I did. And I finished those announcements, and this guy yells out, tell a joke. I just froze. I had no witty comebacks. Like, I did not know what to do. I just went, okay. And then I told my first joke, and it fell kind of flat, and I had I
0: was sweating. You also said before we went on air that you got some recent good news. What was that? Yes.
1: So, Growler Magazine is a publication from Minneapolis, and they put out a review every year of the top five comics to watch, Mm -hmm. and I was on Growler's list of the top five comics to watch in 2020.
0: Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Anything that we can follow you on social media, lend our support and follow you there.
1: Yes. Um, all of my social media handles are Elise Cole Comedy. Um, I use mostly Facebook and Instagram. I do have a Facebook business page and I try to keep, um, I also have a website, EliseColeComedy.com, which I'll try and update with um, shows and ticket links. And I'll be back at the House of Comedy in Bloomington at the Mall of America, um, August 12th through the 16th.
0: Fantastic. Well, I want to be the first one to say thank you for providing the laughs because like I yeah. said, during this whole pandemic, it has been quite the year and we're not done yet. The election still. Ha- hasn't happened right. so until that does we still have a long time to go so yeah. we need music we need laughs thank I you agree. for what you do
1: oh you're welcome